you ready for the word of the Lord? I'm sorry you just sat. We've got we to gotta get a better rhythm. We're just going to stay standing next week. But would you stand in honor of the word this morning? We're going to read from Psalm 126 on this third Sunday of Advent. Hear the word of our Lord, church. When the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done for us, for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. The word of our Lord. You can be seated. Amen and amen. Well, quickly, let's remember where we've been as we've journeyed together through Advent. Week one, we talked about hope, and we really talked about how naming the reality that we find ourselves in is the beginning of hope. And so we looked at how lament and creating space to just bear our sorrows before the Lord actually sets the stage for deep hope to take root in our hearts. Then week two, last week, Dr. Jaron Rowell from Nazarene Theological Seminary preached for us. And by the way, at lunch, he said, man, they're a fun crowd to preach to. And I said, I have trained them well. (sighs) But he talked to us about love. And in his message, we talked about in light of God's promised return, which is really the whole message of Advent, The vast love of God reminds us to prepare ourselves for his arrival. And so we were challenged to think about what is out of sorts that we need by the power of the Holy Spirit to put back into sorts. And so that brings us to the third week of Advent where we're talking about joy. Now, I don't know if you notice this in your own life, but music is so powerful. If you rewind back to January, or January, July, as a church, we talked all about the power of music and praise and investing our whole body into that expression of of worship. But songs are, are powerful. Songs can elicit feelings. They can draw us back to a memory just like that. Some songs mark specific events. And some songs cause us to remember past times. Now, I am always down to embarrass myself so that you might remember the word of the Lord. So we're going to play a game. Are you ready? Let's test this theory. How strong are songs? So I am going to sing a song. And then I invite you, my heart's pounding. (laughs) Then I am going to invite you to shout out what you associate that song with. Don't leave me hanging, y'all. Okay, are you ready? Let's start really easy. 
Happy birthday to you. Come on. Birthday! Good job! Okay, here's another one. Ready? Graduation. Thank you for stopping that one. Let's see. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, yeah, you guys got that one. This one gets me at my heartstrings. Let's see if you guys know your country music or uh, paid attention, period, during this time. Where were you when the world stopped turning? 9-11, Alan Jackson, anybody? Makes me cry every time. Music is an incredible memory tool. Ask any preschool or kindergarten teacher. Here we go, did you guys learn this one? Days of the week, days of the week. Come on, days of the week, days of the week, days of the week. There's Sunday and there's Monday, there's Tuesday, there's Wednesday, there's Thursday, thank you, Shannon, and then there's Saturday, days of the week. Good job, all right. And that part of the sermon is over. <laughs> Woo, okay. Did I make my point? Songs help us remember things, and they also elicit deep emotion. Let me tell you some of my own stories. When I hear the song, Must Have Been Doing Something Right, by Reliant K, we should get jerseys, because we make a good team. I think of my wedding day, and the bliss that we felt after we kissed and headed to the reception takes me back to that memory. When I hear Back to December, by Taylor Swift. I think of one of the worst breakups of my life. When I hear Revelation song, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. I'm transported back to the Shrine Mosque in Springfield, Missouri, where I was there for a Newsboys concert, and it was the first time I ever lifted my hands in worship. And I will never forget that moment. That song is a memory that just takes me right back to a really meaningful place and time. Can you think of your own music memories? You see, Meaningful words set to a tune have unique power over us. Research supports this. Specifically, research surrounding things like Alzheimer's. Music can be so powerful. And the Christmas season is one of those seasons when music is uniquely powerful, evoking memories of years gone by. I, my family has this tradition every Christmas Eve, and every since I've become a pastor, I've missed it because, you know, Christmas Eve services. I love you, and also, bummer. But my family has this tradition where all of my grandpa's siblings... Uh, meet at my grandma's house and crowd around a piano and they fight over who gets to play the piano and then we all sing hymns in four-part harmony. And so those old songs take me back to that place. So it's really fitting that during the week of Advent when we talk about joy, we look at Psalm 126. This psalm 
is a psalm of remembrance for the people. It's a, it's a psalm that's meant to help them remember the source of their joy. And that is Yahweh. To jog our memory, remember the book of Psalms is like a book of songs. It would have been the people of God, their, their hymnal, if you will. And it's full of different types of songs. If you remember in week one, let's test you. What percentage of the Psalms are laments? Oh, y'all. I am beaming with just joy. 70%, right? 70% of the psalms are laments. And so there are different types of songs in the book of Psalms. That's a tongue twister. Psalm 126 falls within a collection of psalms that are known as the Psalms of Ascent. And Psalms of Ascent were said to be the songs that the people of God sang as they journeyed to Jerusalem once a year for their holy gatherings. So you can imagine the, these psalms of ascent are what the people, as they're caravanning across the nation to make it to Jerusalem, they are singing this set of songs every year. If you read your Advent devotional today, or if you haven't yet, spoiler alert, um, the, the gentleman who wrote that book recalls this being like riding the bus to camp, to church camp in the summer, and all the songs you could sing. One of mine would have been, What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty, yeah, angels bow before him, heaven and, right? Okay. Yeah. And so, similarly, these Psalms of Ascent were meant to help them with something. This is in your notes if you're following along. Psalms of Ascent were intended to cultivate the intentional remembering of the people of God. Psalms of Ascent, these songs that they would sing as they journeyed, were intended to cultivate the intentional remembering of the people of God. These psalms were helping remind the people of God's faithfulness in both the distant path, past and the more recent past. So that's our image, church, as we look at Psalm 126 today. The people of God are together caravanning to their holy festival, and they're preparing their hearts for this holy festival with the words of Psalm 126 and others in that collection of psalms. So we're actually going to read Psalm 126 again, and I want you to think about yourself being in a season of exile. As many times the people of God found themselves in exile seasons, maybe times when joy was hard to come by. And imagine being surrounded with the people of God singing these words. Let's look at Psalm 126 again. Hear the word of our Lord. When the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter, and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy! 
Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. The word of our Lord. Here's what I want us to remember today. Holy remembering can bolster our faith and stir up joy. Holy remembering can bolster our faith and stir up joy. And I think that's a pattern that we see in this psalm. Let me just outline it quickly in my own words. Look at the pattern that it creates. First, the people of God recall a memory of when God came through. They said, remember that time when we were in exile and God delivered us. What joy! They recalled that time when God came through. Then we see them recall how that felt, what it did in them. They said, we sang songs of joy. And then they begin to testify about that moment. Do you remember how people saw and they couldn't believe what our God had done? Yes, God has done amazing things. And it's this pattern to tell God's story again and again. And then what we see happen is the psalm transitions and that memory fuels a prayer of hope. Right? They go on then to say, restore our fortunes, Lord. Now, let's take an important look at how that, that celebration, that holy remembering that they did in the first half of that psalm, what kind of prayer did it produce? It's not fake, church. They're not hiding reality at all, even after they're rejoicing as they're remembering the joy that God stirs up, they then go and say this, those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. You see, there's still tears, church. There's still tears in the midst of the process, but those tears of lament water the seeds that produce the harvest. Those tears of lament water the seeds that produce the harvest of joy that's coming. And what we see is the people of God, they, they sing in faith and they remember. They do this act of holy remembering. And then that fuels this prayer of desperation. And what we see is they keep planting seeds of faith in the midst of their exile and in the midst of their lament. And so yet again, we see this beautiful picture of intermingled sorrow and joy. Is that not a picture of life, my friends? So church, this is in your notes. Advent is a season of holy remembering. And the hope is that it might bolster our faith and stir up joy. 
Advent, this season that we're in, is a season of holy remembering. And the hope is that it might bolster our faith and stir up joy. What are we remembering? As we've talked about over and over again, we are remembering that Christ came in the most tangible way. In the most tangible way and in the most relatable way, as a baby. I don't know if you know this, but we have all been there. Babies, you all were one. In the most relatable way, the most tangible way, Christ came to us. And that holy remembering of how God sent his son literally in the flesh... It bolsters our faith that he is coming again. And that bolstering of our faith stirs up joy as we wait together because we know that we wait with great hope. And so, this is also in your notes. I think we see this from the psalm. We remember backward so that we might remember forward. We remember backward the stories of God's faithfulness faithfulness that we've lived, that we've heard of, that we read in Scripture, so that we might remember the faithfulness of God as we go forward. So intentional, holy remembering backward so that we might remember as we journey forward. That is Advent. And songs are powerful tools to facilitate holy remembering. Now, based on the beginning of my sermon and all the embarrassing things that I did to help you, are we shocked that God knew this? It's like he designed us with these functions inside of us that would help us remember. It's like he's a genius when he created a whole book of songs for the people of God to use so that they could remember who he is, who they are, what he's done, and be shaped by that. It's like he knew that the church would be shaped in form by music for centuries to come. So songs are powerful tools to facilitate holy remembering. In fact, as we've already talked about, music and memory are strongly connected. And church, if I could just make a side note, this is why I am so incredibly passionate about the time that we spend together singing. It's so important. I truly believe in the formational power. What do I mean by that? The way that music shapes us like nothing else. I believe in the formational power of singing truth. And I I just believe Pastor Mark's role is so important in that. As he seeks the Lord each week for discernment about what we need, there is formation happening in us. So I find that portion of our time together so important. Because don't you know, one of those songs is going to be stuck in your head all week. You're welcome. So when we gather, we, we sing songs that help us remember where we've been, where we're going, who God is, what we believe. 
One of my favorite songs for formation is, I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. You know that one? It's on the docket down the way. Pastor Mark will be singing it eventually. But songs are powerful in the way we shape us. And so today, we join the people of God as they use texts like Psalm 126 to sing holy remembering in faith. Remember, look what God has done. Remember the joy that it produced. Remember the hope that that produced. Remember the way that changed us. And now today, as we find ourselves in a new set of circumstances, good, bad, ugly, we sing with holy remembering that we might move forward with joy and hope. I'm going to invite the worship team to come forward and prepare to lead us in a time of reflection. And we have a very specific song of reflection today, one that is meant to really help fuel our holy remembering together. And so today, as the people of God, perhaps we find ourselves just like the children of God then, when every year they would journey together for their holy gathering. And maybe today we only have seeds in our hands. Maybe we're not seeing a harvest at all. We struggle to see it in our family. We struggle to see it in our coworkers. We look around and we wonder where the harvest is. And so, like the children of God, we sit with these seeds in our hands in, in some version of our own exile. And we choose to trust that there will be a harvest. We remember forward Trusting that God will continue to be faithful, just as God was so many years ago faithful to us, when in the person of Jesus, he took on humanity for us. We sing the songs of lament and the songs of joy. We sing the songs of hope and a promise that we might collectively remember the God who is always faithful. Amen? And so today, as Pastor Mark and the team leads us in a song of holy remembering, I want to make space for your own holy remembering. As we stand and we lift our hands and we, we cry out to God, where can you look back and name the faithfulness of God in your life? I think it would be really appropriate for us today to make space to remember the faithfulness of God and rejoice. And let that fuel our movement forward. And so as we wait, as we continue practicing what it means to be a people who wait with hope and love and joy and peace, we wait from our own places of exile. What holy remembering can we do together that will help us wait for Christ's return with renewed joy?
You know, I remember about a year ago, two pastors who just really wanted to serve the Lord had a six-month-old baby girl. And some yahoo named Mark Lindstrom called. And from our own season, our own journey, God entered in a unique way sent us on a journey that brought us here. The faithfulness of God is all around us. And so how might our joy be restored, our hope be renewed, if we might pause and do some holy remembering of our own? Would you stand with me? Pastor Mark's going to lead us in a song, and the altars are open. Let this holy remembering lead you to worship. Let it bring tears. Let it bring you to your knees. But let's remember the faithfulness of God and allow it to fuel our remembering forward, that our joy might be renewed. Almighty God, would you meet us in this place? As we make space for holy remembering, as we look back on our lives in the dark times, in the happy times, and we see your hand in all of it, as we learn to wait to wait your return. Would this holy remembering give us fresh joy today? And Lord, if it's hard to remember our own stories of your faithfulness, may we look back on the faithfulness of Scripture and see the God who parted the Red Sea, the God who rescued his people from 400 years of slavery, the God who delivered the young boy from the mouth of the lion. The God who was born of the Virgin Mary to forgive the sins of the world. Oh God, today we remember. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray.